Thank you, Josh Potter, for that wonderful intro. I am Christina P., wife of Tom Segura. I am Leanne Kreischer, wife of The Machine. And we are so over October. So over October. <laughs> First, let's do some plugs before we get into the recap. We're halfway through, so... Are we halfway through? Yeah, I guess this is week... What? What? This is week three? No, this is three, so we're more yeah. than... What? Three-fourths. Jesus Christ. No, uh, that can't be right. Next week's the last week? I hope so. Yeah. No, there's one more Thursday, I think. And then Isn't all right. there? I don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Oh yeah, like the last uh the last Thursday is uh October thirty first, so I guess we have two more episodes. Oh, hollow jeans. Nice. Uh well I'm gonna do my I'll do my plugs. I'm uh, I'm half of your mom's house podcast. I'm if you haven't heard that. And where <laughs> my mom's at, where Leanne Kreischer's been a guest twice now and people love us together and you I are your I own am podcaster. Leanne. Yes, I have um Wife of the Party is my podcast. I just chat with some girlfriends from the neighborhood about everything, anything, <laughs> lots of things. Rubs. Rubs. <laughs> yes, we chat about rubs and rubbing. Oh, oh we'll, we'll get into rubbing. <laughs> uh, let me plug some of my dates coming up. I'm doing a residency at Flappers Comedy Club in uh, Burbank every Thursday, more or less. Check the calendar to make sure. I do a, a small thing in the YooHoo room. It's just like 50 tickets. I work stuff out. It's super fun. Up next, October 25th at the Ice House. I have an 8 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. Tickets are moving really fast on that, so grab them if you want to come. Seattle also, I'm not sure if that one sold out. The Neptune, November 22nd, and then Portland, November 23rd, and then back to Flappers for December, and then that's a wrap on 2020. Holy cow. Tickets at Christina P. Online. Follow me on the gram at the Christina P. Are you on the gram? Are you a grammar? Is that Instagram? Yeah, that's what the cool moms Yeah, call. yeah. I'm an Instagrammer, but <laughs> I, I, I don't have the Instagram grammar okay. down. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I'm can, on Instagram. I can teach you. Yeah. Uh, let's get our wine out. Ah. First things first with So Over October is that Leanne and I have decided to drink more. Totally. I drank last night. You did? I did. So did I. I drank last night. It <laughs> was you, lovely. Bert had a root beer. Oh, this is a fine and, Chardonnay oh, that nice. I brought from my private uh, cellar. Cheers. Cheers. So over October, I did CBD oil last night and I drank two glasses of red. You were in the, you got it mm, done. That's good. That's Sorry, really good. What did you drink last night? I drank some uh, bubbly. Oh, really? Some bubbly. Were you celebrating? I was celebrating. What yeah. were you celebrating? We closed on a house. Hey! I'm very excited about that. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That is a massive change, a huge yes. deal. I'm ready. Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. This house has a lot of land. Mm. And you know, I grew up in the South with a lot of land, so... Yes. I'm like so feeling really claustrophobic in our house. So I'm excited to get my hands on that yard. Oh, good That'll be fun. for you. Big changes afoot. Uh, so this week, our husbands, uh, what, what did they do in the last week? I feel like it's been a blur. Bert has been doing two a days. So he's been spinning every day. And today, his, his second was um, CrossFit. Oh man, so hard. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I hate CrossFit. You know, I guess he was trying to, I guess Rogan burned like 5,000 calories yesterday. Oh and Bert gosh. was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and he's like, and then Tom, I guess, burned 4,000 calories yesterday. Yes. And yes. Bert thinks that he's somehow cheating, that he somehow <laughs> found some kind of algorithm to, to tap into. <laughs> no. So today he did um, spin and then CrossFit. Um, oh my god! But I guess they went to this place called the Sweatshop together, Tom and Bert. Yeah, I briefly heard about it. Tom's mm -hmm. been so busy with 
The so, Shape House. The Shape House. With Silver October and other things. Oh, the Shape House? The Shape House or the Sweat Lodge? The Shape House. The Shape House. The shape house. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's where gay men sit naked and sweat. What is this place? Isn't this what the gay guys used to go blow each other at? These I think it's where two bears talk trash about their wives. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I heard about this. <laughs> I understand there was some trash talking <laughs> while they were sweating. Yana, let the record show. <laughs> now, were they nude in this sweat? I don't want to know that. Lodged together. I don't need to know that. That's a lot of hair. Yeah, it's a lot. Might have an ex-boss who got crabs from a sweat lodge what? in the 70s in Turkey. Yeah, they're disgusting. Don't ever go to a public sauna or a public sweat anything where your genitals touch a place where yeah, other people... Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, so no, nasty. How do you sanitize that? You don't. That would be bad. I, I'm not interested in that at no. all. No, but I guess they just sat and sweated and watched each other's Netflix specials and then bitched about their wives. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they I say. I love the controversy. Is it good or bad as long as they talk about you? That's right. <laughs> no such thing as bad press. No such thing as bad press. I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall with the two of them <laughs> talking about us without the mics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you, but then again, do we really want to know? I do. You really want to know. I do. I want to know. Yeah, I do. Because I think, I think Bert lives in such hyperbole yeah. all the time that he's probably say something like, you don't understand. She has like a tentacle coming out of her elbow and like that, that he really <laughs> believes. Yeah. Where I would go, that is so out of there. You're just not. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be funny. That is funny. I don't want, I kind of don't want to know what people think about me. I don't really like to read comments and I, I feel like I know what's wrong with me because like I'm in so much therapy. I yeah. feel like I, I'm like I, I already know I suck in this area here and there. Well, we know. all suck in some areas. I know, right? Fuck. I don't know. I must be really dead inside because mm -hmm. I don't really care. I mean, it's not that I don't care insensitively, <laughs> but I feel like people make mistakes. If you make a mistake, you apologize and uh, sincerely, and and you move forward from that as a human. Not not you may not be able to move forward with the other person, but you can move forward with yourself. Yeah. And say, you know, I didn't mean to do that. And I forgive myself for being an asshole in that moment and move on, you know, yeah. not stay stuck in the spiral of self-hate that people seem, seem. So that doesn't really happen when I read comments and somebody doesn't like me. I go, oh, well. Oh, yeah. No, I spiral. Do I you? Did, well, well, I did years ago, which is why I just stopped reading them because I'm oh. like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh. I don't want to know. I got it. I'm good. I have enough self-loathing for you know, I, yeah. I dealt with it enough. Like, yeah. I'm good. I, I probably would have done that if I were younger. I'm older than you are. Yeah. I'm not when I was a very, lot younger. Very attractive. I, I would have, well, of course, <laughs> well, we know. Although, I have to tell you, yeah. we took our BMW for service the other day. And when it was ready, Bert drove me to uh, pick up our car. So we were wandering around in the parking lot waiting for our car to come around. And the guy pulled my car up and uh, gave me the key. And he goes, Is the machine your son? son and i went my son and he goes yeah is that your son and i went no no that's not my son that's my husband wow i really wow. need to wear makeup today wow. it was pretty bad feels good right no it doesn't feel yeah. good <laughs> i felt like the crypt keeper i was like seriously i just because i didn't draw my eyebrows in i have no suddenly i'm 80 what the heck i know i, I um i have a masseuse who worked on my back i threw out my back and she's, she was rubbing my belly to get under the muscle there. And she goes, you know, I, I treat this. You're not like Colombian women. And I go, what? She what goes, does that mean? She goes, 
I know. She goes, I massage this Colombian woman and she gets lipo and she stays very skinny because in that tradition, that culture, the women stay skinny for their men, but not you. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's just, oh my God, that's hysterical and horrible at the same time, right? I know, and I started laughing. I was like, look, bitch, I had two babies. In right? The last, recently. Yeah. like Recently. Back to back, more or less. I said, you know, she, she doesn't have children, so I don't think she is aware of the damage. And then I went to um, the makeup counter yesterday, and this broad, this old Polish lady kept trying to sell me on stuff and sell me. And I was like, no, I, just, I know what I want. And then she goes, I have these under eye cream could help with the... <laughs> With the dryness mm. under your eye. I'm like, what, thank you. But thank was her you. expression like this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Under eye cream. Under the creping and dryness. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, I got other priorities in life, right? I was getting so, uh, like a laser, uh, like just a, like a deep facial. Wow. And the woman was like, have you ever considered lipo? Oh. I mean, not lipo, uh, Botox. Have you ever considered oh Botox? You God. could probably use some Botox. Oh and I was God. like... Pass. I, I yeah, but that's Ugh. kind of insulting. By kind asking. of, I get, get your salesperson, but yeah, let me find a different way to say that. You know you what? Know? Though I've done Botox about three times Have now. You? Yeah, and I don't trust it. I'm still under, and I know it's been around for twenty some years, but how do they know that in a generation? excuse me, women's faces aren't just going to melt off from the botulism that's in there. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's not, it's not good to freeze the muscle with poison. No. It's well, not. Although it does, it, I guess it, works. It, it helps with like migraines and stuff. Oh, that's bullshit. You they know what you think it's bullshit? That they just say that to get, to get it, get get it Botox, done. Yeah. <laughs> so, Some people are smart. <clears throat> so Tom and Bert sweat together and talked a lot of uh, smack about us. And hey, listen, I invite those two guys on Two Bears, One Cave to do it on mic. I feel like we've been uh, talking some shit on, yeah. on this show. Yeah. And you know what, guys? I give you I give you full permission. Let it rip. I'm fine with that, too. Yeah. Okay. Bert, Bert basically told me uh, yesterday he was really nervous that I was going on this podcast again because <laughs> I all I do is trash him. I trashed him on with Dr. Drew. I trashed him with you. I trashed him on yeah. where my mom's at. I trashed him everywhere. And I'm like, well, dude, you got to start acting right. And then yeah. I won't trash you. <laughs> well, it's, it's what, I don't simple math, right? It's yeah. Simple math. Straighten up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so they sweat <laughs> together. Tom did some Porsche driving today, which is cool. And then, where does a person do Porsche driving? I don't know. There's some track that he goes to. Oh, okay. It's not on the 101. No, no. <laughs> it's a closed track. And then he goes and he drives his car around in circles and he really likes it and stuff. That's um, really cool, though. That's it a really is. cool thing to do. He enjoys it. It's a hobby, which is nice. And like, it's good for, I think it's good for, for husbands to have hobbies. I agree. Because they can't trade wives let them let's hope not yeah <laughs> i encourage that <laughs> um, but he's taking a flight lesson tomorrow which i don't i don't like and he's wanted to fly forever and i have to be honest like i do i freaking i hate it because i have a family member who was a professional pilot in hungary flew his whole life and he crashed and died and i've been to this Aww. dude's funeral and like that's really scary yeah it's really scary and he was not a um you know bullshit novice he was skilled pilot right. so i don't know i i have and i've conveyed this to him so many times like at least wait until our children are 18 right like i can't but well, uh, i have that same ugh. thing with vert with motorcycles he ugh. wants to own a motorcycle Fuck a motorcycle and i keep saying no 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 i i've never had anybody die from a motorcycle but it did 
I actually watched my uncle have a very bad motorcycle accident when I was a child. I was in a van. Um, you know, back in the 70s, the vans had little back windows. Yes. And I was the standing up. Vans. Exactly. I was standing up watching him ride in the back out through the back window and he just kind of veered he was he might have been inebriated <laughs> he veered off the road and then just rolled down a mountain and then we we like wound our way around the the highway and ended up where he had landed put him in threw him in the van with me in the back of the van and drove him to the hospital oh so i was a little God. traumatized by one motorcycle incident yeah. and every time he talks about a motorcycle i say the same thing please don't do that because it's even not about you on the motorcycle. It's about other people driving. They don't oh, yeah. see you. They they hit you. Motorcycles scare me like flying probably. Yeah, I don't like it. You. No, I don't like to it. To my dad in Hungary when he was 18 years old or something, was riding a motorcycle. The van in front of him, our truck, stopped suddenly. My dad just went under the truck, knocked out all <gasps> his front teeth, oh, cracked no. his skull. And this is Hungary during communism. Oh, my God. So, like, the ambulance, you know, wait, doesn't come swiftly. And he's just bleeding. And he lost his teeth. And, like, all I've heard my whole life is how dangerous motorcycles are from from that happening to my father too so yeah it's not it's not worth it it's not worth, it, worth it, it we're man. too old we're too old for this shit yeah your mother says bert yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> since i am now your mother oh my god <laughs> can you believe that i know but um so i listened to part of your uh, uh, so, your, your mom Sober mom tober yeah mm -hmm. um because i my baby was sick this week so i didn't have a ton of free time but i uh i love that you guys talk about meal planning mm-hmm my thing with it is because I, I don't know what I want to eat until I'm in the moment. Is that a problem with you guys and your meal planning? Because well, I'm like, I don't want fajitas tonight, even though that's on the menu. That's the way Bert is for sure. Yeah. Um, I I haven't been like, I'm not like that. I'm, I grew up um, eating what was put on the table. There was no choice given. Oh. You ate that. Uh, you don't even say, oh, I'm not in the mood for that. You ate what was put on the table. No lip ever. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't function like that. Uh, but Bert does for sure. So what I figured out was I had like Tuesday as taco Tuesday, but Bert's always home on Tuesday. Mm. So I prepare for a taco and say, it's Bert's call. Like if he wants something else, then let's go for it and make something else. But he likes to cook. So if that were to happen, he would go to the store and he would buy the stuff and he would cook. And it. he would do it himself. Because he good. likes that. That's, that's so a good amendment. To that's the my, thing. yeah, that's my amendment, but. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if you just maybe because what I what I do with the meal planning is on Monday, I go and buy all the groceries for all my meals. So I don't have to go back to the store. So if you don't want fajitas tonight, maybe you go, all right, well, I'll do fajitas Thursday night and I'll do Thursday's night meal tonight. See if there's one of the meals on your week that you want because you if you shop everything on Monday, you should have all the ingredients for it anyway. That's true. And there's only a handful of things I know how to make. Yeah. <laughs> like there's only five <laughs> things really. Like when you look at your recipes, what do you really, it's really, like how many recipes do you have in your life, in your pocket? I have probably 25 or so. Oh my god, 30, gosh. something like that that are like, like I can make really good lasagna. Oh yeah. I can make, um, I make really good meatballs. Uh, you know, I have, I have stuff that I could, I could whip up. Um, we do this thing called taco salad bowl, which is just like all kinds of salad. It's like making your own salad bar and then providing a couple of types of Mexican style meat and mm. they could just make their own whatever. You know, you don't want cheese, you don't want onions, then don't put it in there. You know, so it's super easy. I just prepare two kinds of meat and put a bunch of shit on the counter and they eat it. It's exciting. So, I like your house. 
I don't, I keep it really kind of simple. I don't try to get anything super fancy going. But there is something I've been trying to do is I've been trying to learn a new recipe like every other week. Once a week is too much. But like I found this new recipe for chicken tortilla soup uh, that was really low calorie, like really healthy. And I thought, well, I'll try that this week. It was delicious. We did mm. it last night and it was a crock pot meal. I just literally dumped everything in the crock pot and turned it on. Let me tell you, that crock pot is a oh, lifesaver. It's the best. I just started doing it like two years ago. Yeah. I fucking love it. You throw yeah. a chicken in there, a whole chicken, yeah. a bunch of veggies, some broth. You let that thing, there you go. Turn it on and yeah. go home. That's so leave. good. It is good. And you know, so many people have said, oh, you should try the Instapot. I cannot figure that fucking what thing out. What is an Instapot? It's like a pressure cooker. No, it's, it's a, I'm right I can't out. figure I'm out. it out. I don't like it's too fancy. It's, it's too, too hard. Fancy, yeah. You have to like sear stuff and then no. I, I, I can't figure out the Instapot. Fuck I, that shit. I'm too lowbrow. Um, but what I do want to talk to you about is, is organization because you're really good at that. I am really, really organized. Yeah, I am not. And Tom and I are slobs. We're not pigs. We're slobs. To me, there's a difference. Pigs, well, what's the difference? Pigs are dirty. Pigs are dirty. That is that is a myth. <laughs> when you go into a pig where he lives, yeah. he keeps it very clean. It's really? just outside his house is really dirty. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Where a pig sleeps is immaculate. Is that what they It's sleep? a misconception. Pigs get a bum rap. Just say it. Yeah. So they sleep, but they sleep in what? Like a, a hay nest? Yeah, they'll make a little bed and everything inside where they sleep, sleep. Oh. Not where they're not napping in the mud. Not that part, but where they actually sleep. They're like den or whatever. It's really clean. <laughs> I love that you know this stuff. Well, I raised pigs when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you have to kill them and stuff? Yeah. I had Ugh. a pig uh, when I was probably four. The first time I understood that we ate this. Yeah. I had it from a little bitty pig. And then obviously he got really big. And then he was gone. And my grandfather came over with a baby food jar with a, the pig's eyeball in it. <gasps> and he goes, <gasps> I thought you'd want to keep a piece of your pig. <laughs> eyeball in a baby jar you're like yeah <laughs> this is great we're gonna eat him for dinner uh, <laughs> here's his eyeball anyway it's awesome being raised in the south but that's <laughs> also a really healthy relationship to food like tom and i were watching the show 90 day fiance the other way where mm. americans go to other countries to be with these people they've met online it's fucking amazingly horrible it's great but um this woman in um was it venezuela one of these Latin countries, she goes, let's go get some chicken for dinner. Yeah. And the gringo, the American guy was like, great. Where's, you know, where's the Ralph's? Where's yeah, the yeah, yeah. And She goes, no, no, we go to the woman who has the chickens yeah. and she, we're going to buy a live one. And she rips its head off and yeah. defeathers it and everything. And of course he's like, oh, I can't, I can't have a pussy. I'm American. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to see where my food comes from. Yeah. And I actually turn to Tom and I go, I would prefer to buy our chicken that way. If mm -hmm. I could, if there was a farm around here mm -hmm. and I go, I would get that one right yeah. there. And then they just rip its head off and uh -huh. defeather it and chop it up and give it to me. Mm -hmm. so you know, it's fresh. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's environment's been, it's a hundred times better. Oh, yeah, that's completely how I grew up. I lived with my grandparents for a very short period of time, but they had a, um, a very large farm. They raised cattle, pigs, they had goats, and they had chickens uh, for laying, laying hens which and are, fryers. Which those eggs are, as you know, because you have chickens. Yeah, I have chickens. And the mm -hmm. eggs are so different. The They're yolk totally is yeah. orange. The yolk is orange, and it's really hard to break up, mm. which is really rich and kind of, I guess more fatty, but it's really tasty. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've had to wring a chicken's neck and pluck it for dinner. Um, it's not super fun. No. But 
it, you do, everything tastes different. It tastes totally different when we would raise, because my grandfather raised everything organic, even though we didn't really know that it was organic. Right. It wasn't trendy it, to now be. There's, but now there's a word for just raising animals. Yeah. Without antibiotics, yeah, yeah. and he would like, yeah, he would rotate like one pasture he would grow hay, and the other pasture the 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 cows would eat the just the grass, and then he would swap and grow Mm. hay over here and have the you know this kind of the way it was done, and then everything got so commercialized. I think they forgot how to just actually raise, you know, and and ethically raise animals to eat because they are food at the end of the day, and and. My opinion, sorry, vegetarian people out there or vegans, but I think that we were meant to eat animal. I mean, we're predator prey. Um, that's the way nature works. I mean, lions wouldn't suddenly stop eating antelope. Right. And so I think that we were meant to eat meat, that we need uh, nutrients from meat, and I'm not going to ever stop eating meat. And, I, you know, it was such a great way to grow up. Yeah, I agree. We just went in the yard and got eggs, and that's how we made scrambled eggs yep i love it i'm all for it i wish i could do it (laughs) can't do it here no not in la uh but that's very cool so let's talk decluttering because yes tom and i are like i said we're not pigs although pigs are clean we're slobs (laughs) and what that means is like we get a lot of swag 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 or swag either one swag bags which is like people give us promotional bags full of t-shirts hats suddenly now every time you do an event or something like here's a dog food brand t-shirt here's the fucking cap with the purina and you're like you don't need this stuff right and it just ends up accumulating Mm -hmm. and then you feel guilty getting rid of it like Mm -hmm. i give a lot of stuff away yeah but then you're like i could one day use this cap this pink cap with a purina logo on it that i'll never wear yeah so we've just got a lot of stuff and we buy multiples of the same thing Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like the same sweaters laying around interesting i don't know i feel like i don't know where to begin because there's so much stuff we don't need it's hard when it's become overwhelming to know where to begin so sometimes i think you you choose one place like i'm going to declutter my kitchen Mm. i'm going to go through every drawer and i don't need three can openers no i'm going to i'm going to take two and put them aside there's this great company in la i don't know if it exists other places but it's called um is called pleasepickup.org. Oh, yeah. And they are associated with the Vietnam Veterans Association, the VVA. Mm-hmm. And they will come to your house and they will pick up almost anything. They'll pick up like anything but perishable items. They'll it's pick great. up toys, stuffed animals, electronics. It's great. It has to be something one person can pick up. It mm-hmm. can't be a couch. But uh, that's what I do is I'll accumulate. And then even if I go, I'm just doing the kitchen today then I'll have them pick up the kitchen. And so I'm not going, well, I'll just wait and have them come pick up when I've done the whole house. No, that doesn't help you. You need to get, like, declutter Ah, a room and get rid of it. And then declutter another room and then get rid of it. So don't wait until you make one trip to Goodwill. Because then that one trip, maybe six months from now, as busy as we all are. Yes. So any, I'm sure in other cities, there are places that will come to your house and pick up donated items. Yeah, the veterans, they yeah, they do that. VVA, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're just saying pick an area of the house and start there and then schedule a pickup like after you're done decluttering yep, so you know that, that there's a, a time limit. Yeah, because yep. I'm so daunted. There's so many areas of our house that, you know, you come in and if you have like a credenza, mm-hmm. you know, everyone puts the mail, the yeah. keys, yeah. the the clutter mail, the whatever BS is yeah. there. And now this area is just overwhelmed with crap. Right. I guess it's just, um, yeah. 
Well, some of decluttering is setting up systems for yourself. I I had this great job when I lived in New York working for this guy who um, was a really successful um, money guy. But I was his assistant. And when he first hired me, he said, here's my philosophy about business. Touch a piece of paper one time. If you Mm. can touch a piece of paper one time, you'll be really efficient. So when you get your mail and you go, okay, here's the junk mail. Here's the mail I have to go through that's that's you're not done because you're going to throw away the junk mail or you're going to shred it or whatever you're going to do so you set yourself up with a system like my shredder is right next to where i Mm, get my mail so then i just go shred 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 and i'm done and then the mail i need to go through i have one place i put that and on a certain day of the week on wednesdays like mail day i open all of that mail i shred what needs to be shred shredded and i deal with what needs to be dealt with and it's done but it has a place Mm. there's a place that it goes a basket a folder a drawer whatever works for you but then there's a system so I get the mail I shred the shit right away and then I put the other shit in this folder that I know I deal with right after lunch on Wednesday Mm. and then it doesn't pile up and it has a place so it's out out of your eyesight and I think that relieves stress too if you keep walking by that pile of clutter going I gotta get to that mail yeah but if you know I get to the mail on Wednesday then you don't have to open it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever system works for you. But clutter a lot of times is about not having a system or not having a supported system. So like my system may be to open my mail, but my shredder is in my garage. Mm. Well, I'm not going to walk to my garage to the shredder. So you put the shredder next to where you open the mail. Makes sense. So uh, that's the same way with dirty laundry. You know, I have no problem with having garbage cans in multiple places in, in the same room. Because I go, if one kid sits on this corner of the couch and shit piles up on this end table and the other kid sits over here and her shit piles up, why don't I just put a nice, good-looking garbage can on each end of the couch and then their shit can go in the garbage. <laughs> and then it's not sitting on top yeah. of the table. Yeah. So, but we don't, I don't think we think like that. And and you don't think about the function of how you function in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take your clothes off to shower and your hamper is in the other room, then you're probably not going to put your clothes in the hamper. A hundred. That's a great, I'm sorry, that's such that's a right. great point because, yeah, I take my clothes off. Let's say in the morning, I take off, I, I drink my coffee. I take a very explosive shit, right? Because <laughs> it's built up. TMI. T- I get to the point where I really got a brown. Yeah, yeah. And then I rip <laughs> off my pajamas in an urgent manner and I take a huge shit. And then I leave the pajamas on the kitchen floor the kitchen floor the bathroom I floor I hope you're not shitting <laughs> <laughs> I get in the shower yeah and then I leave the pajamas there mm-hmm. by the toilet and mm-hmm. I'm like oh that that it would make sense to have a hamper there or a hamper Durr. close by even if you're like for me the hamper is like basketball shot distance from the toilet so if yeah. I take my socks off at the toilet, I can go choosh, choosh and get them at least right next to the hamper. Smart. So the next time I'm there, I just scoop them up, put them in. You know how many garbage cans I have in our bathroom? Three. Smart. Because then I got like one for me, one for my side of the vanity, one for Bert's side of the vanity, one next to the toilet. And that way yeah. you're like, it's garbage. I just need it in the, I'd much rather see it in a garbage can than out. I know. Cause I have my little vanity area and I will just throw the trash on the floor. <laughs> 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 like I'll unwrap a makeup and just throw it on the floor and then I'll pick it up off the floor at one point and uh-huh. then walk it across the room to the other trash yeah. can. Well, like, duh, just put a little trash can under my vanity Yeah, and now I can just straight away. So that's the theory yeah. of touching something one time. Yeah, it makes sense. If you throw it in the floor, you got to touch it again. God damn it, you gotta yeah. You got to pick it up and put it in another can. God damn so it. if you had a can there, 
you touched it one time. That's the theory with everything to me is, and if you haven't touched it in six months, you probably don't need it. I mean, That's obviously, another one. Yeah. snow ski clothes and stuff like that is a different story. But like if you have a sweater or a t-shirt that's been sitting in your closet and you haven't touched it for six months, you probably don't need it. Yes, that's the Oprah Winfrey rule is uh, it? on Oprah. She said one year. If you have not worn an mm. item of clothing in one year, it's probably not for you. Just right. donate it. Get rid of it. Right. Well, there's yeah. this great book that just came out like The Secret Art of Decluttering or whatever. And I read that book, but for me... I felt it was just a bit too rigid. Mm. It was a bit too like everything has to be folded and like, like Marie this Kondo. That that's bitch. her. It's her book. Oh fuck! It's too rigid for Girl, me. Girl, I watched her shit on Netflix, and I was I love her. Like she's charming yeah. and stuff. But she encourages you to sit down and fold laundry like it's a fun, happy thing with your kids. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I love every piece of it. Thank you for giving me comfort with the cashmere. Thank you. And you're like, it's a sweater. Bitch, I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I could just say, thank you for my wardrobe. Can we move on? Yeah. But, you know, that's another thing, I think. I don't fold my underwear. Fuck I don't that. fold that shit. Who's it's, doing it, that? Throw it in the drawer. Yes. I, I know where it is, but that's something that, as long as it has a place. It has a place. It a place. Matter. A place is important for items. A place items. for everything and everything in its place. 100%. I agree with that. You need a key rack. I finally yes. put one of those in after years. A key Brilliant. area. Mm-hmm. Every, the key always goes there. But yeah, sock drawer and underwear drawer designated. Totally. Now, one thing I do like that Marie Kondo says, when you're deciding whether or not to throw things away, yeah. is does it spark joy? That's her phrase. Yeah. Does it spark joy? Yes. And you have to touch it, the item and you look at the item. Yes. It spark a joy. You keep it. That's right. And I, <laughs> more pressure. And I like that. You like two hand, four hand massage. Yeah, four hand. Do you get massages? Uh, I love massages, yeah. Do you go to Thai ladies? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I don't like them as much. They're rough. They can be rough, yeah. Yeah. So you fold it and you put it away. And I like that idea of sparking joy. Because now I buy clothes that only spark joy. I used to just buy stuff that was like, oh, that's functional. Right. But you see, you'll notice I wear, I'm wearing wackier stuff the older <laughs> I get. <laughs> yeah. It's partially a midlife crisis thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm halfway to death. I may as well start. What? Yeah, 100%. I have been going like, on my deathbed, will I be stoked that I bought more black shirts from the gap <laughs> or will i i'm will i be stoked that i took a risk and wore colors and and if i felt it like it that day like fuck it i'm gonna wear leopard print and stripes bitch like i don't know it's all about my new joie de vivre that i have in my 40s i I'm love well i love that for yeah. sure i yeah. know yeah i don't like wearing black either i'm so over it i did yeah. it for, i did mm-hmm. it since i was 13 i've been wearing all black no i've never been an all black girl um an all black girl no <laughs> No, never been an all-black girl. Um, okay, so I like your decluttering advice. So, well, what else do you... Is there any other areas that are troublesome for you besides the pajama, the post-explosive diarrhea pajama sure, job? Sure, 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 sure. Um, I'm pretty good about getting rid of stuff that the kids have grown out of. I'm oh, very good. vigilant about like, oh, good. you're no longer a 3T size? Bye-bye. Shit's out. Mm-hmm. And I like to donate baby stuff and get rid of baby stuff. But um, the swag... Yeah. The swag is a problem because I t- it's Tom. I'm just going to put out there. I'll be yeah. like, can we throw this bag of bullshit away? He's like, um, let me go through it. I don't know if I. Oh, Bert uh, does that too. Bert does that too. Uh, and you know what I do <laughs> is I buy those storage buckets. Yeah. And I put it in the storage buckets and put it in the garage. Mm. And after it sits there for six months, I donate it. Sorry, Bert. Smart. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Because I've been, see, 
and, Tom, and then I go, I don't know what I happened don't know to that. that. I don't know what happened to that. I, geez, I don't know. Gardner must have taken it. No fucking idea. You mean the, the hat that has the cow with the yeah. man's arm in its ass? Yeah, no I got rid of that. Fucking cares about it. They don't wear it. Yeah, see, so I used to declutter when Tom was out on the road. Yeah, yeah. And then he would come back and be like, babe, where's my, yeah, where's no. my hat with oh. the guy with a fist in his ass? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I must have thrown it away. And he got so furious. <laughs> So now I've learned my lesson. Like, I think I got to do what you, that method because then there's like, um, like there's a ever, buffer. Yeah. You ever watch hoarders? Yes. I've watched hoarders. Yes. Yeah. Where they're like, um, they'll put that stuff in bins yeah. and then they'll give that person time to process the uh -huh. loss of uh -huh. the item. Like yep. on a scale of one to 10, what's your anxiety right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, know. I know this is a mental disorder, Bert Kreischer. <laughs> However, <laughs> but I like this idea. Okay. So I'm going to get a bin. I'm going to put all the bullshit in the bin and there's a six or whatever month time limit. And if he doesn't go through it, he's forgotten about it. That's right. And you should mark the, t mark the time limit. Like what I always do something like with a holiday. So like 4th of July and Christmas. So it's not exactly six months, but I know 4th of July is the time of year when that bucket right. goes. Christmas like is the time of the year when that bucket goes. Again, that's a system. I like that. So you put a system in place that you can stick to and it helps you remain less cluttered and stay more organized. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so one tip that I took from you uh, on where my mom's at uh, when last time Leanne was on, uh -oh. we discussed the use of a quarterly blowjob. Yes. To excellent tool. An excellent tool <laughs> to smooth the marital waters. Yes. So to speak. Have you, have you, have you used that tool? I have. Oh, you have. I, have. I want you to know. I'm. I've thought about you the whole time I was doing it. Oh, God, I'm so flattered. I'm sure Tom would be happy to yeah. hear that. And as Tom was bagacking, I was like, Leanne told me to do this. And he was like, <gasps> Blowjob champ. Water champ? <laughs> Fuck that. Blowjob champ. Right? It was for you. I dedicated this one to you. Because I've been, I, I, um, I mean, I won't go into detail, but I pissed him off a few times this week, and I was like, uh, this calls for a, this calls for a, 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 a mom. I got to call a quarterly. Yeah. Is that what you do? You got to call a quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's lucky, maybe bi-quarterly. Maybe bi-quarterly, yeah. <laughs> or, or if you're really bad. What yeah. What do you do if you need to pay penance? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I didn't realize I was, I was unconsciously doing that in our marriage for a long time until you and I discussed it on where my mom's at that like unconsciously giving blowjobs is not that what the you BJ's mean? but no, ameliorating my bad like behavioral stuff with like I'll make I make it up to him unconsciously like um if I know I fucked up I'll make him a dinner he likes right I but don't that's think nothing wrong with sexual that sexual stuff no, no no that's fine but but when you made the point that like oh they like BJ's and stuff I was like oh yeah maybe I should just do that more because he likes it um but strategically using that tool uh, you not know, just it's really a, fucking it's a two for one yeah it's a twofer right it's for him to remediate some problem and yeah. for you to know that you're giving him something that he really likes they I like do the really word like remediate. it i haven't heard that one in a while. remediate that's <laughs> oh, a good word um yeah a lot of people emailed me about the name of the book that book of the, yes uh, the blowjob book and i still can't remember the damn name of it but um but yeah i guess it i guess that sparked a lot of thoughts in a lot of women because i think we just don't think about sex from the other side, I don't think, as much as maybe we should. Well, it's been discussed a lot. I yeah. feel like sex from their side <laughs> is is the, the dominant narrative in our culture. Well, that's true. So we're like, fucking dick bull. Who cares? Pornography is mostly male. Yeah, that's true. And the male gaze and how women dress is in reaction to, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to get into it. But 
the female side of sexuality is still undiscussed like still it's not it's now beginning to be discussed even female anatomy like we don't even know why women get menstrual cramps medically speaking they don't know a lot of things right. about the female body it's like what the, the hormones fuck? are insane in this body they're just yeah. insane and they regulate so many things <laughs> yeah that we don't even understand yeah um, i was talking to somebody yeah oh i did a podcast a couple of days ago about cbd and yeah. THC, and I don't know nothing about none of that shit. Yeah. So it was awesome to have this woman who knows a lot about it come on. And I guess there's a woman who has made CBD products for the vagina. Oh, fuck. And she has a vagina puppet, okay. which I was very fascinated by. I was I'm like, tapped out. You are? By the vagina puppet? <laughs> I don't need a puppet. But it might be what helpful for do? your husband to go, let me show you something right here. <laughs> no? <laughs> I hate those times. Like, I remember one time... <laughs> We did, Tom and I did an episode of um, Nikki Glaser's show mm -hmm. on Comedy Central where she had us pegging, learning how to peg. What is that? It's where you butt fuck your husband with a strap on you dildo. You do what? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And like. Why would you do that? Because um, some dudes love getting pegged. My husband does not like getting pegged for the record. We do not do that. He doesn't, we don't do butt stuff, but. No, we, we're we're not. Yeah. I'm not into butt stuff. But anyway, yeah. And, and this woman was very clinical, like the diagrams and here's the, Anna. it always makes me like, nah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Just show me a picture. I don't need the puppet. You don't need the puppet? The vag puppet. So she <laughs> I had thought a, there were so many funny things you could do with a vaginal <laughs> puppet. Hey, honey, uh, did you pick up the laundry? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So she rubbed the oil on the vag or what did she do with the oil? Oh, I didn't see the actual puppet. She just showed me a picture of oh, the puppet. Oh, 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 oh. But I was fascinated by this puppet. I was like, that would be hysterical to have the puppet at home and just be like, <laughs> stop talking to me that way. <laughs> you know? Or feed it stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking bitch. Have it throw it. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's true. I like a butthole puppet. <laughs> Maybe the butthole could talk to the vag. Yes. <laughs> That's a great idea. There you go. A butthole puppet. <laughs> but yeah, but... Uh, so you 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 still do quarterly? No, when when you're repenting to your husband, do you pull out? What do I'm you do? I'm not good at repent? repenting, man. Yeah, I'm not super good at that. I'm not either. I, you know what? I I try to be very loving with him. Um, I don't really repent repent through like sexual stuff. I don't know why. I've never really thought of it like that. Um, I, I just it doesn't occur to me to to be like I'm going to give him a blowjob because I've fucked up. I I more apologize and I give him like a lot of love. He's oh, he's yeah. someone who really likes a lot of affection, like yeah. hugging and stuff. And I'm not a natural affectionate person. I've just learned this about people who draw, grew up the way that we do. We actually avoid affection because affection always came with like, what do you want? Yeah. I don't understand what is happening here. <laughs> uh, you're, you, uh, what are you are going to are you going to hit me in five seconds? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So people with the type of childhood I have typically avoid giving and receiving kind of casual affection. Yeah, I can see that. So it doesn't occur to me to give him a hug. It's not in my wheelhouse. And I'm a very warm person. Yes. But that physical, like, let me give you a hug, doesn't doesn't occur to me. And he, it's actually something he really likes. Yeah. So when I've done something wrong, I try to be really affectionate with him in that way. That's nice. Um, see, yeah. I'm a, I, I, I don't, uh, actually, I think I'm, the, I'm a very affectionate because I, I so want it because I didn't have it growing up. And I... I always say I'm like the dog in the relationship. <laughs> I'm like a little Brussels Griffon. I just, I, I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm snuggles. And Tom, Tom's more like, mm, you know, I have yeah. to for, I force it on him. He'll say that's not true, but yeah. That's, that's interesting, though. isn't it? Sweet. 
Yeah, so when I, I guess when I repent, repent, it's more that way. Yeah. You know, he doesn't ever want me to cook anything. He always believes himself to be a much better cook than I am, which is true in most cases. But, um. I don't know, you guys are both equally great. I cook what I cook well, but he cooks everything well. Yeah, his brisket. Is that what he <laughs> Everything he makes. Shit is he off has the briskets, chain. Yeah, his brisket is really good. You guys have good meals in general. Right there. How's his weight doing, Bert? Really great. I think he yeah. was 230 last I checked. Oh. Which is pretty good. What was it prior? Well, I don't know, like 247 or something oh, like shit. that. Oh, shit. Guys lose weight so fast. So fast. Um, so it's really good. He's eating really healthy. Um, and he's actually eating. Like, you know, a lot of times yeah. he just won't eat. Well, that's not been what's happening. He's been eating really healthy and doing two a day. So Wow, dude. Yeah. And the sobriety? Um, not a problem. That's great. So we've gotten over the hump? Gotten over the hump. And he's actually, you know, he's shooting his next special at the end of, of November. And he was saying... I may have to basically stay on this track until that's over. Like, yeah. I, I feel, he feels so good physically and mentally and emotionally he feels really good. So he's like, well, I should just keep this going until after I've shot my special. Fuck so. yeah. Cause you want to look skinny as possible yeah. for that. And feel good and be strong. Yeah. So. Well, and look good. Number one. And look good. special. <laughs> I look well, you know, Bert should be concerned about that. Looking good. I know. Oh, but he's, but he's, is he going to be shirtless in this next one as well? Uh, does the Pope wear a funny hat? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, but for him to be heavier, you know, looks better, I guess, for the comedy of it, but not for the, no. No, it doesn't always look good for him to look like he's wearing a belt when he's not. <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always think about him not wearing, I mean, and I don't, he only, he tells us this is how we know that he doesn't wear underwear. No. And I well, mean. Well, he does if that's the only thing he's wearing. Yeah. Like he walks around the house a lot in just underwear. Mm. You know, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the South, men don't really wear shirts much. Like on, just like at sure. home hanging out. So for, he's never with a shirt on. And for us, that's just, I mean, for me, because I grew up in the South, this is normal to me. But it is really surprising when people come uh, come over and they're like, oh, you don't have a shirt on. Let me, you know, let me give you a second. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But it's the same with the underwear. He just walks around in his underwear a lot. Yeah. But if, if pants are coming on, the underwear goes off. And okay. he, he, he's no, he okay. pre-balls it. That man. <laughs> he's got to, you know, man's got to do what a man's got to do. <laughs> so wild man but you don't think it chafes his dong it does denim you don't think i hear about that yes it oh. does. Yeah. okay yeah there's a lot of chafing yeah a lot of creams hurt. and powders and Ugh. you know there's a lot of accoutrement that go with going pantyless but his panties bunch up inside his britches so he he's sensory overload it's, yeah i mean i imagine it i mean i always feel bad for men wearing boxers right because it's a lot of fabric yeah to go under pants yeah. and stuff it doesn't it's not really good yeah what can yeah. he wear tidy whities it's the same concept for him Un under clothes it's too much going on too mm. much sensory processing so i guess yeah he, he'll take the chafing maybe he's calloused maybe he's <laughs> <laughs> the chafing. i don't know his dick and balls are calloused <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean does he groom his stuff yeah. He's a groomer. Yeah, so does Tom. Thank yeah. God for that. Did he you have to tell everything. him that? Are you kidding me? We first started dating, he shaved his entire body. <laughs> and I said to him, honey, you don't have the body to shave your entire body. So yeah. I prefer you, Harry. Like, because that matches 
your body. I mean, I was so freaked out the first time he did it. He was like, this is what I do. And I went, yeah, don't ever do that again if you're with me. Because you don't look like, now Now you look like, uh, you just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, no, I prefer the hair. Wow. Like the body hair. I prefer the body hair. I like hairy too. I yeah. like a man to be hairy. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's masculine. It's nice. It is. Yeah, but not on this cock and balls. They need to just, just, just you know, tidy up, trim the hedges. Yeah, they are you a trimmer? Clean. Do you wax? Are you? Um, I'm a trimmer. Yeah, I'm a trimmer too. I'm not a waxer. No, I've never tried it on my vagine. I think I've it's tried so painful. it. You know what happens? What? <laughs> There's no directional for your pee. What? And then all of a sudden your pee's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a shotgun. It's like a scatter gun. Just. <laughs> piss everywhere it gets all of my legs all over the toilet when I you wax it. your v yes why I so don't... i gotta keep a little oh. to keep it directional i got you i got Make you Make sense yes 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 because yes. literally a... it's like spray it's like a fan oh that's terrible don't enjoy it well i've waxed my legs and it was so painful yeah it's not I, fun i thought how can a woman put hot wax on her asshole and her back with her legs like this over her head fuck it's that not it's not worth it man it's not worth it and then because i would go well you know bert likes it when i get waxed sure but then i'm pissing all over myself for four fucking weeks while everything grows back and at a certain mm. point Mm-mm. i was like i'm not doing that anymore honey i'll keep everything tidy but i'm not no I'm not doing that anymore. And I've gotten to the point where I can shave it up, the undercarriage. Like, I don't even have to look at it because I've been doing it for so long. Like, I'll soap up in the shower and just be like, I can do it on feeling alone, dude. And like super fast. Yeah, Tom's seen me do it and he's like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, slow down. That's a very delicate area. I'm like, not for me, dude. Like, I just, yeah. Let me show you on the puppet where I do this, right? (laughs) 100%. Easy peasy. (laughs) That's, That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't want to wax anything. Me neither. No. Nope. Anyway, so they went to a stupid sweat lodge and they, that's so weird. What's, the, what kind of activity is that? Though? Well, from what I understand, they get wrapped in really hot blankets is what I thought. I, I don't know if they're in like a, like the old timey box where your head sticks out. All right, Native, look this place up. But I think you get wrapped in blankets and it's really hot and that heat forces your heart rate to increase so you're actually burning calories or having a heart attack um but and then you sweat like you're working out oh so it's it makes you it forces you to sweat but you don't actually move you just lie still this is what i understand now i have never been here so it's not speaking from experience i may be completely incorrect but i think you just lie there and watch something on television while your body (laughs) basically works out without working out this is so funny. It's called an urban sweat lodge. Yeah, I mean, look, the Euros have been doing this. We use far infrared sweat technology to provide a deep penetrating heat that warms the body from the inside out, resulting in a profoundly cleansing sweat, all while reclining in a comfy bed and catching up on your favorite shows. Oh, that is nice. Check out more of the lymphatic drainage sessions. Oh, that sounds messy. Is there anyone that should not sweat? Bert Kreischer. Okay, if you have a chronic condition that makes you extremely sensitive to temperature. Okay, this is interesting. What huh? chronic condition would make you sensitive to temperature? <laughs> Fucking if I know. Terrible temper? Pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Pregnancy. Okay, well, that seems interesting enough. I can't see the two of them doing this together. They did. They had a blast, I yeah. guess. They all, they're Shitting cute. on their wives. Yeah. Um, what are they, what's he doing next week? Well, flight lessons, which we're not happy about. I don't know. Oh, he's going to Europe. 
So I don't know what. Oh, Tommy... he leaves next week. Yeah, I think that's so. right. So he's I think be you're gone. right. Yeah, fuck. So who's who's ahead here, Nadav? Give us a play-by-play. All right. If we tune in to Sober October on the Whoop app, uh, if we look first at the Recovery tab, we see that Tom Segura is in first place. Hey, Recovery Champ. The Recovery Champ. Um, wow, look at that. Not multicolored at all. He's doing well across the board, it looks like. Wow. Um, oh, that's for strain. <laughs> uh, Recovery's got a bunch of greens. That's really good stuff. In second place, we have Bert. Bert and Tom oh. are one and two. That's great. Um, he's doing really well in recovery. Only two reds. What does this red mean? That he's not recovering enough? Not, not yeah, resting? not recovering okay. enough. So he's had a ninety-four percent, couple ninety-four percent days. That's really impressive. Um, and then we have Joe. Uh, wow, he's he is. Really coming up on recovery, but he's got a lot of days in the red. Not good. Not good. And then Ari uh, is last place in recovery. Huh. Good job, Ari. Wow. Um, strain looks strong. Yeah, let's look at strain. Whoa. Ooh, Ari's in first place for strain with an really? average of 14. Ooh, Tom's in second place. <laughs> Tom's really topping out the charts. Yes, he's working out a lot these days. Um, Joe's in third place consistently, it looks like. Bert's in last place for strain, which is crazy because he's doing uh, spin classes every day, he right? Yes, but you see those two low days? Those were days he was flying. Oh, yeah. Travels. Uh, so he's travels. Travel, travel days are hard. It's too hard to do all this stuff on the road, definitely. Yeah. I right, think that's, so that's the hard part. That's strain and then sleep. Tom is still in first how? place, the sleep champ. Guys, how is this possible? We have two small children that prohibit us from sleeping. So that means you guys are sleeping even less than we are? I slept four and a half hours last night. Yeah. And you're normal. Yeah. Are, you, are your eyes bleeding? How do you <laughs> feel? Uh, I'm a little tired today. I have a lot on my my mind. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't shut my brain off last night. What were you thinking about? Um, just a ton of stuff. Oh, life yeah. stuff. Yeah, life stuff. Nothing Gosh, bad. No, just you just, know, like you were saying earlier, yeah, you're yeah. in your head and you're like processing stuff and learning things and. And you you get you you get on a path and you can't get off the path when you're thinking. Sorry, I interrupted our our recap, our, our analysis. Well, what else you got, Native? Any other? No, I mean that was uh that was the gist of it. I mean, yeah. it, it Bert wins like, sober October like, if he's two hundred and five. Is that what that say? Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, as far as uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the only way that anyone could win sober October, like Bert, is the only one that's primed to actually win, and that if he's two hundred five pounds by the end of it, then he's declared the winner. So he's got to lose uh, 30 pounds in two weeks. Oh, yeah, you no, said he's 230 not, right now? It's not possible. He's 230. This morning he was 230. Ooh. Do you guys, uh, do, do you think he'll make it? I don't think he'll make it. It's no. not physically possible. Do you think he thinks it is, he'll if make you it? just don't eat anything, I think, yeah. <sighs> but I don't think he'll make it to, to 205. I mean, I hope he does, but. Do you think he thinks that he'll make it? I don't know. I think he keeps saying, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. But I don't know if he really thinks. Because, you know, the problem is. He at two oh five, he might look really skinny. Yeah, I mean he's a big guy. He's not just a a fat guy. Like <laughs> he's got like big shoulders. His <laughs> biceps are huge, yeah. and they're they're not fat. No, uh, he's just a big guy. So sometimes like two oh five might not be a healthy weight for him. Like two ten, you might go okay. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, you know. Oh my god, that's that was that was when we first started dating. Oh my god! He was 190 pounds there, 187. <gasps> and look at his hair. I know, right? Oh my god! He was so skinny, but that's when he was doing like spin class. He was doing two a days and eating chicken and broccoli, and that's it. <laughs> 
That's it. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at Bert. I know, but see how big his biceps are even there? No, he's a big dude. He's not a small guy. How tall is he? He's just under 6'1". Yeah. So, I mean, size 13 shoe. I mean, yeah. he's not a small guy. So, for a small no. guy to get down, a big guy to get down that small, I think is a, is a tall order. Dude, thank God you did not have boys because my carrying two of Tom Segura's babies, like, they're <sighs> such beasts. Like cement blocks. Jesus Christ, dude. Georgia was that way. Georgia's like Bert. Georgia yeah. is solid, and her head is the size of Montana. Yeah. And his head, he's got a size eight head, huge head. Yeah, Georgia dude. has his big head. <clears throat> She's got his big, solid bones. Yeah, same with my boys. Yeah. God, she about big. killed me as a baby. <laughs> Isla was like a feather. Isla yeah. showed up, and I'm like, you have bird bones. They're filled with the air. Yeah, how much do they weigh? Now? No, when they were born. Uh, they weighed almost the same. Oh, really? So Georgia was like six pounds, seven ounces, and Isla was six pounds, five. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But Georgia was like 25 pounds in two minutes, and uh, Isla took forever. Yeah, she's more your build. Yeah, she she's is more, more my petite. build. And Georgia's like, Georgia's five, six and a half, and, you know, size nine and a half shoe. She's a, yeah. she's a good, solid girl. Not fat in any way, but just a good, solid that's good though. Girl, yeah. Good breeding she's still stock. Healthy. Yeah, she got good breeding stock. Yeah. That German. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> that was my grandma. Big old tits. Yeah. Big hips. Yeah. Walked from Germany to Hungary four months pregnant. Oh my God. And the two year old and her. Yeah. She's crazy, dude. Beast mode. Beast mode. 100%. These bitches give birth in fields. Right? Isn't that nuts? Did you know her? Yeah. She was an asshole. She was oh, a real jerk. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, she would, one time she broke her tooth and she crazy glued it back into her head <laughs> when she was visiting us. <laughs> and then, uh, one time she, this is before TSA would x-ray everything. She flew with a bird under her hat. On what? A <laughs> For you, she was living in. What kind of bird? It was like a, her little, her. It was I a peacock know. and yeah, the whole yeah, thing was in the back. <laughs> a rooster. No, she was, uh, she lived in Toronto. And she would come visit from Toronto and she had a bird. She didn't want to leave it. And she put it under oh. her hat and she flew the whole way from Toronto to Los Angeles. And then she would do this thing. Where so how many times did the bird shit on her head? Dude, I don't, that part That's is disgusting. Like, she's so net. She was so crazy. And then uh, whose mom was this? This is my father's mother. Okay. This is the only grandparent I ever met. Everyone died before. And then uh, she would brag. Like she would do stuff like she wanted to point out how how smart she was, you know, she it would be like the middle of summer in the valley and um, hot as balls. And she'd get in her bathing suit and get in the pool and then sit in a wet bathing suit all day and then sit at the kitchen table and go, see, see how good this is. I just sit in bathing suit. Nice. I still cool all day long. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to get a yeasty for one right? thing. And it's cold. Like, isn't that nasty? And that unpleasant? black mold growing underneath your armpits. <laughs> not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cool though? Yeah. Okay. Oh my and then she just hated wasting. So we had a lemon tree and she would juice every lemon on that tree and make lemon cakes that nobody ate and stuff. But, but she was, she was a bad personality. Like she died and my dad did not even shed a tear. Like we went to Hungary to do the ceremony. And I was like, dad, aren't you sad that your mom's dead? He's like, not really. No, just did not oh, like her. She was very personality disorder. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, she was an asshole. She like one time she caught my friend and I putting on makeup. We were like seven years old, and she's like, "You, you are fucking whores. You look like whores with makeup." And oh I was my like, god! All right, bitch. And I told my dad, and I was like, "She's never watching me again." I just knew she was crazy. Right, right, I right. Knew. 
Isn't it crazy yeah. when you kid ha- when you're a kid and you just flat out recognize crazy? Yeah. I remember thinking to myself as a child, that's not right. No, like, what awesome. what you just did that ain't that ain't right. Yeah. Like I I'm not actually going to listen to you anymore at all. Yeah. Cuz that ain't right right yeah. there. Um I remember those thoughts very yeah. clearly. Same with my grandma. I was like, this bitch is out of her mind. Oh, I was that way with my mom. Yeah. Where I go, that ain't right, baby. I don't know how to move forward here. But I don't know if I can listen to you when you tell me to clean my room because that shit right there wasn't right. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard to give no power at that age. But Yeah. Anyway, so what are you going to, what's the plan now moving forward? I mean, we, we've also discussed how wonderful um, October is because it's helped people really get their shit together. There's a lot of people online getting sober reorganizing their lives any uh big plans for the last two weeks i guess i don't know i think it is to speak to october i think it is really amazing what tom and bert and joe and ari created because they created like a movement i mean someone was uh, telling me about their husband who is doing sober october and he went to a doctor's appointment and the doctor was like what what are you doing and he was like i'm doing this thing sober october and the doctor knew what it was oh wow so it's it's really like a movement which wow. is amazing and i'm really proud of bert for being part of that um and it is a good time of the year to go let me reevaluate what what i'm doing and yeah. on, in any capacity even with my little sober mom tober i have learned uh, a couple of things that I'm going to continue for the rest of the year. Like my meal planning, I'm going to keep doing that. My checking my email at three times a day only, I'm definitely keeping that forever because I can't believe how much stress just those two things relieved. I mean, it'd be able to keep, you know, having each day be for a certain purpose. That's a little, that's been really challenging. But but I think it's cool that, that you know, people in general are taking stock in October um seem to be yeah. anyway it's funny because october tom and i i always call it he and i get an itchy asshole and <laughs> october is the month where tom and i have always moved historically oh. or we've been looking to move or let's make a big change it yeah. always happens in october and both oh. of us just kind of go is this the time and, and it's been that way since the beginning of our relationship interesting yeah and i don't know what it is maybe it's the season's changing it's fall coming you know, and it's a preparation for a new year. Yeah, you're finishing this year to start a new year or so, who knows? That's really cool, though. October has been kind of that uh, catalyst month for yeah. you. Yeah, that's the, awesome. A reassessing of what's going to happen for the next year. It's fascinating. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what do I want for the new year? I think I want to do less. I want to do I want to do things more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I want to do less but more efficiently which i've been working on for the last two years and it's been successful it's been good good yeah so i'm not running around like a crazed chicken all the time because right. i don't like that feeling of like oh, i have so much to do like why you're the one you're the one scheduling yourself so stop Absolutely. doing that shit i do the yeah. same thing well after our after last week's episode i got so many emails about my not firing my housekeeper Oh, you did? Oh, give uh, us an update. Uh, so many. I can't I even tell you. That. From housekeepers. Mm. From people going, I live in Colorado and I clean people's houses and you're crazy. Okay. You need to fire your housekeeper. So um, okay. I this week decided that I'm going to hire someone who helps me with multiple things, including cleaning my house. They're going to help me like maybe do my grocery shopping and errand running and that kind of stuff, because I think that Bert Kreischer is is very busy and is only going to get busier. And I think the support that he's going to need from me 
I need to shift some of my focus over to him. So in order to do that, I got to get some minutia handled. So thank Praise you, everybody Jesus. who emailed me. Thank you for putting me to task I on love it. it. Um, and uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start looking for someone who will be around a couple, maybe three days a week, and we'll do more things than just cleaning. But, I'm, can you know, I tell yeah. you, I was going to bring this up. I wrote this in my my notebook on my phone. Um, there was a woman on your, is it Kathy? Where she's like, oh gosh, I, you guys were talking about Instacart and how wonderfully mm -hmm. easy that will make your life. And she goes, you know, I, but I can go to the grocery store and I can do, and I thought, mm -hmm. gosh, I don't know if that's a symptom of uh, women, how we're raised to be like, but you should do your own grocery shopping. You right. should clean your own house. But, I think it is. Right? It's a, it's it's societal almost. I think it is. I think something happened after the women's movement. Like my mom was very like, I, I don't do housework, even though she did housework. You know, she, she wasn't going to be a, a housewife. She had a career. She was a, the highest paid model in Atlanta for nine years. She worked. I mean, she worked for much longer than nine years, but that's a long career to be yeah. that successful as a model. And, and you know. Because isn't retirement like 30? <laughs> yes, and she didn't even 30. start till she was probably 25. Oh, my God. So it was pretty impressive. The things that my mom accomplished being from a very small town is quite impressive. But she was never, I mean, the things she would say to me, like, if you grow up and become a stay-at-home mom, I have no respect for you. Oh. But I think the the backlash, the like the pendulum swing from women who had that point of view, who went through women's lib, is that we now feel like we have to be everything. Like, I don't want to be that mom. I want to be this amazing mom and have this amazing career, which is what was modeled for me. And how do you do both? Well, you can't really do both. Mm -mm. You have to you have to source out something. A hundred percent. You do. And I don't think that our generation has the mentality to source out anything. Right. You should be able to do all of the fit 1950s wife stuff with the cooking and the cleaning and the being at every recital and pick up and drop off and lunch boxes. And also the 1970s and 80s mom who was career, me, focused, growth, improvement, you know. And they're both great. But it's impossible to have, or I don't know how. It may not be impossible for everybody. But I don't know how to do all of that successfully at the same time. Mm -mm. You could do one and then the other or then half of one and three quarters of the other. But, but I think you're right. I think Kathy and a lot of women probably feel like they should I, I feel like I should be able to do all of it. The should. I, I think should, that's yeah. what I mean. Because I, I think I had that too. I should be able. Yeah. If I'm going to be a mother, I should be, yeah. do everything around motherhood. And it's like, well, uh, first of all, the women that even devote all their time to doing it, and, are, and are God bless the stay-at-home moms, mm -hmm. that is so hard. It is and really it's hard. exhausting, yeah. especially if you have more than one kiddo. Like, whoo, girl. I mean, props to every mom out there who's, who doesn't have help, who's doing it. Like, that's so hard. Yeah, it is really hard. Um, but at least, I mean, you just juggle. I juggle. I try to do it. I try to do everything. But I outsource as much as I can. And right. especially if you have the resources to. Yeah, dude. Hire a bitch to do your laundry. Yeah. Hire someone to fold your underwear. See how good that feels. I know. Maybe you don't do it. And they can uh, <laughs> Marie Kondo my. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But someone else can do it. So, yeah. So, yes. thank you, everybody, who, like, good for you. shook my tree on that one. Good for you. It's the should. I appreciate it. Because I was shit, thinking, yeah. you know what I always think? Because I've learned so much from men in doing stand-up in the last 17 years. I watch them. And 
I would always think to myself, if Tom were in my position as the mom of the house, what would he do? Mm. And would he have guilt around, mm. let's say, having a maid? Would a man have guilt around a nanny? Would a man have guilt around getting the extra support? And the answer is no. No. And not that I'm saying it's good or bad. I'm just, I, my observation is always, well, why? Why doesn't he have the guilt surrounding help mm -hmm. that I do? Right. And then I kind of go from there. Like, what's the sort? Is that societal? Is that just your upbringing and all this stuff? And then I go, listen, my kids... Are, they're loved, they're supported, they've got everything, we're good, we're good. If someone else packs their lunch, mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna be the end of the world. It's not. <laughs> it's, a, it's the problem of um, not being okay with being a good enough mom. Good enough mom, right? Being yes. good enough mom. It's, yeah. You're good enough. And it's the same with having good enough grades or good enough behavior or, you know, as a child, we, yeah. we expect excellence of ourselves even in every area, not just in parenting. And it's hard to say, you know, that's good enough. It's yeah. good enough. You put up all your toys except this one, it's good enough. It's good Because enough. we want it to be excellent. And sometimes things just don't need to be excellent. They no. just need to be good enough. And it's, it's good enough that you don't pack their lunch. But then if you do the good enough stuff, just good enough, then you have enough energy to focus on the excellence where That's it right. needs to be excellent. That's right. Yeah. So I may not spend time cleaning my toilets, but that affords me the time to be with my kids more yep. so that when I am with them, I'm not doing the stuff that I don't want to freaking do. Right. And then I have time theoretically to be a comedian and a podcaster. Too. You know what Kathy <laughs> told me, Kathy from my podcast yes. is reading this book called, um, I think it's called maybe you should talk to someone. It's a, <laughs> it's a therapist. It's a, the therapist wrote this book about her own therapy sessions oh. and some of her clients that are in therapy with her about what they talk about in the process. And she said, one of the things that, she read and she thought of me is that which I was very flattered that she thought of me but she was like people who have a high sense of integrity have a really hard time in life because then they they have to tell the truth and sometimes that's not always appropriate <laughs> <laughs> yes and they 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 don't know how to like temper themselves when they're speaking and they can't do anything halfway so and I was like well that is that is me. I have a hard time with like, it's out of integrity for me to not clean the toilet to the maximum. Yeah. So to, to adjust your thinking down from, it's not out of integrity if someone else cleans your toilet to the maximum. You know what you got to do? Know? You got to start thinking like a man. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to fucking write a book about this. The, I'm, I observe them. Uh -huh. They do not flog themselves over the uh -huh. fact that the toilet isn't clean to perfect. At least my, the men I've been around in the last 17 years. Yeah, yeah. You think Bert's flogging himself because he didn't do the chores 100%? Is that, is that a joke? Yeah. Is that a joke? <laughs> like, neither is Tom, neither is anybody. Anybody. They just, I don't know. I, I like how they prioritize. Like the shit that don't matter is the shit that don't matter. Yes, that's true. And fuck it, man. And yeah, anyway, it's it's fascinating. All right. It's fascinating, yes. Okay, so I'm going to try to declutter this week. I'm going to start. How Call about me this? if you need help. I'll I come do. over and help you if you want. Really? Because yeah, I love doing oh, that oh, shit. Okay, I have what, a question. I have a question, what? Leanne. So what if the stuff I need to declutter is mostly Tom's? Because it's primarily, there's this one area. It's a closet that's, it's his stuff. So how do, and he's got 10 of the same hats. There's 10 of the same sweaters. Do I, do okay. I bin so let me, it? Let me tell you how yeah. I deal with yeah. Bert. Go ahead. I say to Bert, I need your focus attention from 11 to 12 on Tuesday. Can I have it? Okay. Then when he comes uh, to 11 to 12 on Tuesday, I go, I need you to help me. 
go through this stuff. And I know you hate it. And I know you don't want to do it. But this is what this hour is for. So can we do that? It never takes an hour. It usually takes 20 minutes. Mm. And then he feels like, oh, well, that went by really fast. That was amazing. Look what I accomplished in that uh, 20 minutes. You thought it was going to be an hour. We did this recently where he had hat, so many hats. So many fucking and hats. And I said to him, I'm getting resentful and angry because I am walking over hats to get to my underwear drawer. So can you just help me thin these out? Just take the ones that you wear for sure and just give the rest to me. You don't need to know what happens to them. You don't need to know. <laughs> and he did it. And it worked. You don't need to know about that. Yeah. Okay. And he didn't. I, I donated to VVA. They picked him up. And someone will wear his hat. So should I, because when he goes out of town, he's going to be in Europe. Should I like put them in piles? Like, is there, should I separate the shit into shit piles? Like, does that even help move things along? I can't along? do that for Bert because I don't know what shit and what's not no, in no, his I, brain. I mean, um, like uh, when I say shit piles, I just mean like, this is the hat pile. Oh, these are sweater yeah, yeah, piles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. Yes, and that I definitely way, do that. Yes. Because then he'll get so sick and tired of looking at hats. Yeah. He'll just be like, just donate them all. That's and right. Be like, oh, well, okay. I definitely compartmentalize it because, you know, the thing is about people who are not organized in their brain is they'll look at the closet and get totally overwhelmed and yeah. go, I'm out. Yeah. So then I go, I just need you to do your T-shirts, just your T-shirts. And as once he gets going the T-shirts, I'll start putting the hats next to the T-shirts. <laughs> so then all of a sudden he's sorting hats and he doesn't even realize he's transitioned into hats. Isn't it how much and hard work we put into being wives? It's I like, know. It's a whole thing. <laughs> well, like, you know, my daddy said I had to some, have somebody that I wouldn't get bored with. Yeah. So I'm not bored. That's for sure. It's like That's mental sure. hula hooping all the time. For sure. Fucking being married to these dudes, right? Yes. All right. Well, uh, it's been a great third installment of So I Over October. So it's over. been fun drinking with you. Always. Would you like one last for the road? For the Cheers, road. Cheers, my love. We are almost through uh, the month of October. Thank you for listening, for downloading. I'm going to attempt to declutter one area before next week. I can't wait to see how it goes. Hey, man, but you're going to fire this lady, right? I don't know about next week. I'm going to hire somebody before I fire her. <laughs> I don't want to be without. You're smart. I like you. Yeah, okay. you should always hire before you fire because then you okay. don't have a gap. All right. I man. will start looking for somebody this week. Okay. So that's your, sure. that's, that's your assignment. My assignment is to declutter one area. Awesome. All right. So thank you so much. Listen to Wife of the Party. Listen to your mom's house and where my mom's at and see me live. Anything else, Miss Leanne? No, ma'am. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, mommies. Meows. <laughs>